connections don't work very well. I'm going to do contra one. That's C5. you want to take is fine. I'm a woodwind quintet player, so like, okay. give me an approximate tempo. All right. C8. Hmm. Gabrielli. Yeah. 
seven minutes left. for them since uh, I didn't I didn't call you know for this pencil pencil repeating them I'm sorry. It helped though, right? Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I just do yeah. these let's do these uh these fancy toys and dreams. Alright so while we're getting ready you might want to do this take your book open it to that sorry. that's A twelve. I'm sorry A12 So that'll be the procession for the platform party. It might take a little while, so we repeat it. You know, there's a repeat sign there. Go back to 79. And then we will go back to A10, which is the pomp and circumstance. All right, Spagnoletta, C9. Thank you. 
no last, no bow notes. This in six. So I'll just count it off. I have a dotted half note in the beginning. to go backwards to the, to the A10, okay? And the repeat is back to 79. Repeat is back yeah. to 79. Over and over again. And play the pencil. Huh? Play and pencil. play the pencil, yep. Play the pencil. Play what? Play the pencil. Oh, oh okay.
welcome to Albany Law School's 172nd commencement ceremony, and congratulations to the class of 2023. <laughs> I'm Deborah Trays. I'm the chair of the Board of Trustees, and I would like to invite Alexia Wilson, class of 2024, 24, to perform our national anthem. So proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight for the Alexia, that was spectacular. I can't think of a more wonderful way to start off our celebration today. Please be seated. Good morning and welcome, families, friends, and soon-to-be graduates of Albany Law School. It is my honor to open the proceedings today. As chair of the Albany Law School Board of Trustees, I welcome you on behalf of the trustees, faculty, administration, and students to the 176th second commencement of Albany Law School. Before we start, I would like to recognize legacy families here today, Albany Law alumni and alumnae who have a child, grandchild, sibling, or other relative graduating today. You put your trust in Albany Law again and again. We appreciate your commitment and support. Give yourselves a hand. <laughs> And of course, we're also honored today to have Roberta Kaplan as our commencement speaker. I would also like to take a moment to remember those in the Albany Law School family who are no longer with us. This past year, the law school community mourned the passing of the Honorable Leonard A. Weiss, class of 1948, 
a retired presiding justice of the Appellate Division, Third Department, and a practicing attorney in the Capital Region for more than seven decades. He held many judicial positions as well as many professional leadership roles. Judge Weiss received the Distinguished Alumni and Government Award from Albany Law School in 2005. He was a legal giant and an Albany institution in his own right. He was a loyal alumnus, a remarkable justice, a passionate and dedicated lawyer, and most of all, a true friend to Albany Law School. The Honorable Irad S. Ingram, class of 1960, a partner in the law firm of Honeywell and Ingram. He was elected Chenango County District Attorney and eventually Chenango County Court Judge. In 1984, he was elected to the New York State Supreme Court, 6th Judicial District. Later in life, he studied painting at the Arts League, Students League in New York City. Judge Ingram was a true supporter of Albany Law School and we fondly remember his time mentoring and helping our students. The Reverend Kenneth J. Doyle, class of 1978, a Roman Catholic priest for over a half a century, a loyal friend to Albany Law School, and believe it or not, a member of the Albany Law School men's rugby team. The Reverend oversaw thousands of capital region weddings, baptisms, and funeral services, and is recalled by many as a humble, funny, and kind community fixture. The Honorable John J. Yanis, class of 1953, a former chair and trustee emeritus of the Albany Law School Board of Trustees, as well as serving on the Albany Law School National Alumni Association. Judge Yanis served as the Albany City Court Judge from 1973 to 77, and was also counsel to the Albany County Public Welfare District. He was a past president of the New York State Bar Association and Albany County Bar Association. Mr. Yanis served in many capacities throughout the legal community. The Honorable Eric E. Yo, class of 1970, who served as a member of the Albany Law School Board of Trustees for 14 years, as well as the National Alumni Association. In 1995, he received the Douglas, I'm sorry, Donald D. DeAngelis 60 Excellence in Alumni Service Award, a humanitarian, Mr. Yo not only served as a distinguished and accomplished attorney and elected official, but was a leadership volunteer for the American Red Cross for 25 years and was recognized with the Harriman Award, the highest award given by the American Red Cross at any level. Professor John Jack C. Welsh, class of 1955, a faculty emeritus, Professor Welsh taught at Albany Law School for 44 years, along with teaching, he served as interim dean three times. As a professor, he was known best for challenging academic rigor, a prodigious memory, precise speech, and a dry, understated wit he brought to teaching his property, trust, and estates planning classes. In my many discussions with alums of the law school, there's one name that consistently comes up when I ask the question, who is your favorite professor? Time and time again, the answer is Jack Welsh. Finally, we would like to recognize alumnus Ronald M. Berman, class of 1965, a great supporter of Albany Law School. Nancy Ann Abato, an Albany Law School librarian who served in that role for 19 years, helping our students prepare and pass the bar. And Charles B. Buchanan, the late husband of Board of Trustees member Charlotte Buchanan, class of 80. We are grateful for all that they contributed to the law school. They were true friends and we will miss them. 
It's a real pleasure to be with you all to celebrate the accomplishments of the graduating class of 2023 and to share that success with your family and friends, your nearest and dearest, who have encouraged and supported you all along the way. It's taken years of hard work for you to get to this moment and the equivalent of years of resilience, perseverance, and adaptability to navigate the many unprecedented challenges you faced during your law school years. You've mastered more than law school. You've developed skills and character that will serve you for a lifetime. I remember distinctly crossing this same stage as a graduate in 1977, and so will you. Savor the moment. You have earned it. Congratulations to you all, and best wishes for success in all that you pursue. It's now my pleasure to introduce our 18th president and dean, Alicia Ouellette, class of 1994. Dean Ouellette, would you join me at the podium? All of our Albany Law School community knows that the dean will be leaving us after nine years of phenomenal leadership of this institution and uh, we're sorry to see her go, but not for good. She will be returning to us, which we're very happy about. Her tenure as president and dean has been marked by incredible innovation and accomplishments, and I'll name just a few quickly. She led the accreditation of Albany Law as a graduate school of law. She instituted our online graduate and certificate programs. She led this institution remarkably well through two plus years of COVID, putting us in a, a situation to, to continue to deliver a quality legal education that many institutions struggled to provide. She led our We Rise Together campaign that raised over $33 million for Albany Law School, including <laughs> That is the largest raise for this institution in its long history. And she also, as a part of that, raised one $15 million gift to support the Edward Swire Justice Center at Albany Law School. And that is one of the largest single gifts to any law school in this country. So, an extraordinary. For all that she has done, it was the pleasure of the Board of Trustees of Albany Law School yesterday to pass a resolution conferring the title of President and Dean Emeritus to Alicia Ouellette, Class of 94. Let me share that resolution with you. The lawyers will appreciate the language. Your parents will get to hear what you've been struggling with. Whereas, Alicia Ouellette will step down on June 30, 2023, after successfully serving as president and dean of Albany Law School for nearly nine years. And whereas, prior to her appointment, she served the law school with distinction as an alumna, a faculty member, as associate dean for student affairs, 
Associate Dean for Intellectual Life, and as Associate Dean for Academic Affairs. Whereas, Alicia Ouellette has brought thoughtful and strategic leadership to Albany Law School, guided by the principle that we are strongest when we all work together to educate the next generation of lawyers and legal professionals. And whereas, through her leadership, led the implementation and drafting of the strategic plan in 2014, which was instrumental in moving Albany Law School from extraordinarily challenging times to a period of great growth and strength in which the community met or exceeded every strategic plan goal. And whereas, through her leadership, the law school adopted a new strategic plan from innovation to opportunity in 2022. And whereas, under her guidance, Albany Law School has seen a 34% increase in applications a four-point increase in median LSAT scores, and a dramatically more selective admissions process. And whereas, Albany Law School moved boldly into online masters and LLM studies, as Dean Ouellette masterfully led the evolution toward a graduate school for the study of law, where we now educate and graduate increasing numbers of talented students and working professionals, adding to the richness of our academic identity, our global footprint, and our impressive alumni body. And whereas, through her efforts, Albany Law School expanded overall fundraising, completing a successful $33 million We Rise Together capital campaign, nearly doubled annual giving, led tremendous growth in the endowment, and garnered a $15 million transformative gift to the Justice Center, which remains one of the largest gifts to any law school in the country. And whereas, in addition to her responsibilities as president and dean, she served in a number of capacities in the legal community and throughout the capital region, including chair and co-chair of committees and leadership teams for the American Association of Law Schools, the American Bar Association, served on the executive committee for the New York State Commission of Independent Colleges and Universities, as well as being one of seven nominated by the New York State Governor Kathy Hochul for chief judge of the state of New York. And therefore be it resolved that the Board of Trustees of Albany Law School extends its utmost appreciation and heartfelt thanks to Alicia Ouellette for her outstanding dedication and leadership to Albany Law School and wishes her much happiness and continued success. And be it further resolved that the Board of Trustees confers the title of President and Dean Emeritus to Alicia Ouellette with all the rights and privileges pertaining thereto Effective July 1, 2023. Signed Deborah B. Trey's class of 77, chair of the Board of Trustees, May 18, 2023. Thank you. take my glasses off for one, okay? Could you do one? Thank you. Thank you. All right, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> Thank you, Chair Trace, and thank you to all the members of the board. That was really um, lovely. 
and good morning, Albany Law School. Congratulations to the great class of 2023. Whether you've earned your master's degree, your LLM, or your JD, you have so much to be proud of. You've completed one of the most rigorous academic programs that there is, and I am just thrilled to be here with you today to celebrate your accomplishment with your family and friends. So as you all know by now, this is my last uh, commencement as dean, and that makes it a special celebration for me, something that seems particularly fitting given that you, the class of 2023, hold a really special place in my heart. I'm so glad we're going out together. We've been through some stuff, haven't we? Um, this transition leaves me a little bit reflective, and I've been thinking about my own journey as I've been reflecting on yours and on our collective journey as a law school community. The journey for many is long, for some of our LLM and master's graduates who are here with us today, you literally traveled hundreds of miles. You've flown in from Oregon, Florida, Puerto Rico, and Switzerland uh, to walk the stage and receive your hard-earned Albany Law degree. Many of you are meeting your classmates and your professors for the first time today. You've been zooming in to study cybersecurity, financial compliance, health law, human resources, and government law and you've been working and caring for your families all along the way. Congratulations to you, our graduate students. And to our JD graduates, what to say to you. You applied to law school at the start of the pandemic. You came to us not knowing if we'd be open in person or if you had signed up for Zoom Law School, you endured hybrid teaching, social distancing, masking, daily health reports, wiping off the desks. Remember all the wiping we did? Quarantines and contact tracing. Not all of our times were great. We had six new student orientation in, in six parts where we couldn't share meals or smiles. We had that special time when a number of you, I think it may have been 19, thought it was a good idea to go to the Lionheart and we had to shut down the school as a result. <laughs> We've come a long way. In addition to all the pandemic-related struggles, and no matter what degree you're earning, you face challenges in so many ways. You've held jobs, raised families, had babies, taken care of relatives. You fought cancer, lost loved ones, received your first ever bad grade, You've dealt with relationship stress, the great elevator debacle, a timid return to classes, and then a relentless, insist a, 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 a relentless insistence on all the events. And through it all, you made it work. You learned law, endured cold calls, you wrote the lawyering memo, you made friends, connected with mentors, you completed clinic clinics, mastered adverse possession, mens rea, and personal jurisdiction, You've developed a sense of ethics and developed as professionals. That ability to make it work, to persevere, to be agile, to find a way, defines this class, the class of 2023. Many of you have heard me reflect on, a, on my own professional journey at times and a lesson that I learned from an important mentor, and I want to share that with you today. 
When I was a law student, I had two babies, and being their mom was really important to me. Um, so important that I turned down a lot of opportunities because I wanted to put them first. No, I would say I can't apply for that job because I need to be home with my kids. No, I can't do a moot court competition because I don't have daycare. No, I can't clerk for a judge because the babies, you get the picture. I started with no because. My mentor challenged me to change my frame, to start with yes if instead of no because. Yes, I can apply for that job if they will consider giving me flexibility in my schedule and if I'm prepared to not get the job and fail. Yes, I can participate in moot court if one of my friends can watch the kids in the back of the classroom. Yes, I can clerk for a judge if I can find a judge willing to let me carve out sacred parenting time. Changing my frame from no because to yes if changed my life. It opened up possibilities and allowed me to grow at every stage of my career, including becoming dean. Yes if is also the approach we at Albany Law took as a community over these past many years. Yes, we can open our doors during a pandemic if we add ventilation, disinfectant, and Zoom options. Yes, we can teach a class on drones if we can find someone with a technical expertise in a place where students can fly the drones. Yes, we can get professors to teach online and staff to work online if we give them tech assistance, the right equipment, etc. Heck, we even convinced Professor Hutter to love Zoom. <laughs> And you, the class of 2023, are the yes if class. Facing extraordinary challenges, you could have given the no because and stopped. You had every reason to put off law school, but you made it work. You had every reason to compromise, but you refused. Finding a way to get to yes and launch your professional careers. This perseverance, this willingness to consider possibilities that will, will serve you well in your careers. When presented with opportunities as a professional, I hope you'll start with yes if, making room for the possibility that you will grow and achieve, just as you have done during your time as an Albany Law student. Adopting a yes if frame will carry you, our JD students, through your next professional challenge as well something we need to talk about for a minute, even though you really don't want to. We're gonna talk about getting ready for the bar exam. So today is for celebration, but starting next week, you have the single most daunting professional challenge ahead, preparing for the, to pass the bar. And we all, everyone on this stage, has every confidence in the world that you can pass. You know how to work hard and to focus. Part of the yes if, in this case, yes, I will pass the bar if, is being honest with yourself about focusing and getting the work done every single day. Families and loved ones of the, of the graduates who are about to take the bar exam, I wanna to speak to you for a minute. You play a role in this too. Your graduate is facing what may be the most difficult challenge in their professional careers. They're going to need you to support them for a couple of more months. And how do you best do that? Give them space. Encourage them to stay focused on studying for the bar every day until the end of July. Allow them to miss a family event just this one time. Don't get upset if they don't respond to a text. 
feed them, help them, let them be grumpy. They're going to be grumpy. It's hard work. Maybe send them the occasional note or offer to do the laundry, but give them the space to do this one thing, to study like they've never studied before. And if they're having a hard time, send them to me or to any other member of the faculty to work out a study schedule or talk through the hard days. We're in this with them. We want you to be in this with them too. We're all in it together and trust me, we wanna just do this one time, right students? <laughs> one, one and done. So enough of that. Today's about celebrating accomplishments and getting to this moment is an, a tremendous achievement. Think how far you've come since that new student orientation in six parts. Or for the graduate students signing on to your very first class. Remember when you didn't know what, that, what F3D stood for or that there was a thing called collateral estoppel or fiduciary duty. Now you've read the cases, you've written the papers, you've presented to groups, you've considered new perspectives, you've argued your first case, survived cold calls, and attended panels and symposia, sometimes on Zoom, sometimes still in your pajamas, but you were there. And you have found your yes if, and you've triumphed. Today, you become a part of a large group of alumni that will continue to have an impact on the region, the state, the country, and the world, as we have for the past 172 years. Today, you earn a degree of honor, one that positions you to serve others and make a difference in this world. We're proud of you and know that many more good things are in store. So while today is about you, it is also about the people the people who made this possible for you. Throughout the event, you're gonna hear recognition for several people, faculty, alumni, staff, your classmates, and others. There are always people who are pulling you up, who help you along the way. So today is about you, but it's also about acknowledging the people who helped you in the past, the present, and the future. So now I'd like to ask you to thank some um, very important people. So class of 2023, could you please stand and turn around and face the audience? The grandparents. <laughs> the, the parents, the grandparents, the friends, the spouses, the partners and the children before you, and with us virtually have supported you through your law school journey. They've experienced with you your fears, your anxieties, they've celebrated your triumphs, and they have loved you throughout. I'd ask the class of 2023 to now acknowledge and show your appreciation for your loved ones. Thank you, uh, family and friends, and uh, if you can sit down. Okay. So it is now an Albany Law School tradition to honor some of the people who make a difference in, every day in the lives of our students, our faculty. Each year at commencement, Albany Law School gives three separate awards to recognize outstanding faculty for their contributions in, in each of the following award categories. Service, scholarship, and teaching. I'd like to invite last year's awardees to present the, the awards in their distinct 
categories. If you, got, if you all could come up, Professor Ted DiBarbieri will present the Faculty Award for Ex Excellence in Scholarship. Professor Dan Sherakords will present the Faculty Award for Excellence in Service. And Professor Patricia Rahan will present the Faculty Award for Excellence in Teaching. On behalf of Ira Bloom, who won the award last year but could not be here today, Pat won the award two years ago. Good morning and congratulations to you and your families. I'm here to uh, present the award, the Faculty Award for Excellence in Scholarship. Scholarship, the pursuit of knowledge to benefit those seeking justice is at the heart of what we do um, at, on the faculty here at Albany Law School. This year's award winner is one of the most outstanding scholars on our faculty. Her work is interesting, it's impactful. She's frequently asked to present at scholarly conferences and professional colloquia nationally. Um, her work is, is well cited. She's called upon by the press to comment on everything from federalism to local police reform. She is, in sum, a terrific ambassador for Albany Law School. Albany Law School honors Professor Ava Ayers with the 2023 Faculty Award for Excellence in Scholarship. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like that? Okay, cool. Congratulations. That's actually one more yesterday. You too? Congratulations to all of you. A second part of what faculty do, in addition to enjoying teaching all of you, is providing service. Service to the institution, service to the students, and service to legal education. The winner of the 2023 Faculty Award for Excellence in Service has provided outstanding service to the institution, the students, and legal education for more than three decades. This year's winner has been involved in multiple dean searches, has served on nearly every faculty committee at one time, and even served as Associate Dean of Academic Affairs for a time. She has served as the faculty advisor to numerous student organizations, including coaching the school's Jessup International Moot Court team for almost two decades. Her service to the academy has included various roles with the Law School Admissions Council on its committees and board of trustees. Currently, she is serving for a fourth term on the faculty recruiting committee, having brought us many of the wonderful new faculty members that you have all had the pleasure of learning from. She is chair of the Faculty Affairs Committee, has co-hosted this year the fourth year of First Mondays, is a go-to for alumni affairs events, and is an amazing mentor to her colleagues, both new and experienced. She often hosts dinners for faculty candidates in her own home. This year's faculty award for service goes to my friend and amazing colleague, Professor Patricia Rahan.
thank you. While, while I'm here, uh, <laughs> it's my great pleasure to present an award that I was so honored to receive two years ago. And as the dean mentioned, I stand in place of, of Ira Bloom. We somehow didn't think last year when we gave this award that he was retiring and that therefore I would be doing this again. But at least I'm seasoned with it. It is a tremendous tribute to you, the students of Albany Law School, that the request our committee made for nominations for the 2023 Award for Excellence in Teaching produced 11 nominations. 11 nominations. That's an extraordinary comment uh, about my colleagues, about your teachers. It's also an extraordinary comment about you. A great tribute to you. And a tribute to the fact that we all learn differently from different types of professors. So for the members of the committee that decided this award, the past recipients, Dean Toronto, Professor Redwood, and, and I are grateful to all of you who took the time to put into words the impact that the 11 nominees had on your education, and most interestingly, I thought, or we thought, on your lives. It is only fitting, therefore, that I share with you some of the observations of the students who wrote in support of this year's recipient of the Elect Excellence in Teaching Award. Each of the nominators for this individual spoke to his commitment to student success, his constant encouragement to student endeavors in and outside the classroom, his respect for his students, his approachability, including his willingness to adapt his availability when there was student need for such, his infectious enthusiasm for his subjects, his insights, and the advice he gave as to law practice in his field, and most particularly to his professional example. There are two things that make honoring my colleague with this award this year very special. One to all of us and two especially to me. First, it is satisfying to honor someone who never seeks honor or recognition, but embraces his work because it is every bit as meaningful to him, and he might say perhaps more so, because he has not sought that honor and recognition. Second, this is very personally meaningful to me because in October of 1983, when I was seven years old, as a member of the faculty recruitment committee, I interviewed this individual for a position on our faculty. I liked him enormously then, and all these years later, I like him still. I am thrilled to be your representative in bestowing this honor on Professor Alex Seda.
It is now my distinct honor and pleasure to introduce our commencement speaker, speaker Roberta Kaplan. Roberta Robbie is one of the most accomplished lawyers of our generation and someone I'm proud to call a friend. I invited Robbie to speak for today for a couple of reasons. One is personal. Robbie and I got to know each other when I was just a baby lawyer, fresh out of law school in my first job. We were both clerking for judges on the New York Court of Appeals, I for Judge Howard Levine and Robbie for Chief Judge Judith Kay. Even at such early stages in our careers, I came to know Robbie as a brilliant strategist and an advocate. We worked, some might say schemed, together on some really important cases where we, as mere law clerks, were able to change the trajectory of New York law for the better. It felt meaningful and appropriate to ask Robbie to be part of my final commencement. It's sort of a full circle moment for me. I also thought it a good idea to invite Robbie because so many of you came to law school intent on changing the world and using your law degree to make a difference. There's no better example of that kind of lawyer than Robbie Kaplan. The Washington Post has observed that Robbie is a brash and original strategist with neither a gift for patience nor silence, a crusader for underdogs who has won almost every legal accolade imaginable. I'll give you some career highlights in a moment, but I will acknowledge that some of you may have different political leanings for Robbie. Even so, I anticipate that you will appreciate her wisdom, passion, brilliance, and most of all, her legal skill. Among Robbie's many accomplishments is a big win at the US Supreme Court in one of the most important cases in the fight for LGBTQ rights. She represented, <laughs> sure. <laughs> She represented Edith Windsor in United States versus Windsor, a landmark decision that invalidated a section of the Defense of Marriage Act and required the federal government to recognize marriages of same-sex couples. Professor Lawrence Tribe of Harvard University School of Law observed at the time that he could not think of any Supreme Court decision in history that has ever created so rapid and broad a lower court groundswell in a single direction as Windsor. Robbie wrote a book about the case. I encourage you to read it. It's entitled, Then Comes Marriage, United States versus Windsor and the Defeat of DOMA. It was chosen by the Los Angeles Times as one of the best 10 books of 2015. For decades, Robbie has been a successful commercial litigator. She was in big law for a long, long time. She's represented clients like Airbnb, Uber, Columbia University, and Fitch Ratings. Robbie represents these clients and others in their most high-stakes, complex legal challenges, delivering a track record of impressive results. In 2017, she founded Kaplan, Heckler & Fink as a new kind of law firm, a firm that blends high-stakes commercial and white-collar practice with a fundamental commitment to public interest cases centered on values of inclusion, equity, and justice. KHF takes on groundbreaking precedent-setting cases that not only advance the public interest, but have a significant impact beyond the courtroom. Most recently, many of you will have seen Robbie on TV and on the front page of, of virtually every newspaper in the country 
as she successfully represented E. Jean Carroll in her sexual abuse and defamation case against former President Trump. It's hard to think of a lawyer who's playing a more public and important role in matters of public interest than Robbie Kaplan. Robbie's impact and leadership have been widely recognized. She's won the New York State Bar Association's Gold Medal Award, a Lifetime Achievement Award from the New York Law Journal, which also named her Attorney of the Year. Robbie has been named Litigator of the Year by the American Lawyer and Most Innovative Lawyer of the Year by the Financial Times. To say that she is a force of nature with a law degree is an understatement. Please join me in welcoming my friend, Robbie Kaplan. Good morning, everyone. Let me begin today by telling you a story about something amazing that your dean, Alicia Ouellette, made happen more than 30 years ago. In 1995, as you heard Alicia say, both Alicia and I were clerking on the Court of Appeals. That year, the court heard a case called Matter of Jacob, involving the parental rights of gay men and lesbians. Under New York law back then, any person married to a biological parent could adopt their spouse's child as a step-parent. If you weren't married, however, you were out of luck. As a result, there was no way for gay and lesbian couples to create two-parent families in New York since marriage equality back then was a distant, faraway pipe dream. While I was confident that my then boss, Chief Judge Judith Kaye, would vote for the lesbian mother's right to adopt, she had no idea, I'm talking about Judge Kay right now, had no idea just how personal my interest in the case was. Neither did Alicia, who was then clerking, as you heard, for Justice Judge Levine. I had told very, very few people at that time that I was a lesbian, and neither Judge Kay nor Alicia was one of them. Oral arguments in Matter of Jacob took place in June. The next day, the judges voted, and the split was 4-3 against the lesbian mother. As Judge Kay's law clerk, I somehow convinced her to hold the case over this summer. And my job was to help her write that dissent. Um, during the period of holding the case over the summer, I knew we needed a fourth vote to win, but I didn't tell Judge Kay at the time that that was really my goal. <laughs> Alicia and I both believed that her boss, Judge Levine, wanted to vote our way, but he hadn't yet found the way to do so. So the two of us cooked up a scheme. We started working to find support for an obscure technical point about interpreting statutes to avoid constitutional questions, even if the constitutional issue had not been preserved in the case. We really worked like crazy people over the summer reviewing old, old volumes of Court of Appeal cases going back to the 19th century. In August, Alicia finally called to say, we're on board, congratulations. Chief Judge Kay is now writing the majority opinion. 
In other words, just so you get it, thanks to Alicia, we had the crucial fourth vote that we needed, and gay men and lesbians who were already serving as parents would now be able in New York State to become legal parents, giving their, giving their families desperately needed protections. To be clear, Alicia had zero reason to think that anyone would ever find out about what she had done. This story was known to very few people until I told it in my book in 2015 <laughs> with Judge Kay's, to be clear, Judge Kay's explicit permission. And Alicia, already the mother of two kids, wasn't personally impacted by the outcome either way. But none of that stopped her. As a young lawyer in her 20s, when no one else was looking, Alicia stuck her neck out and worked to help change her boss's mind, not because she would benefit from it, but because it was the right thing to do. A couple of months ago, when I was recalling this story and putting these notes to paper, I asked Alicia if somehow she knew that I was gay at the time and that she had somehow figured it out. And her answer to me was no, but it didn't matter either way. This story about Alicia is exactly the lesson I want to try to convey to you guys today, if I can. Let me now tell another story, a very old story, that was told by a great Polish rabbi who lived between 1772 and 1810. Here's what he said. Once upon a time, a king told his prime minister, as an astrologer, I see that whoever eats any of the wheat that grows this year will go mad, will go crazy. Let us think of some solution. The prime minister answered, let us have some of last year's wheat set aside for us so that we will not have to eat the tainted grain. The king answered, but if we do that, we alone will be sane in an insane world. Then it will be as though we're the ones who are insane and the others are sane. It isn't possible, the king said, to set wheat aside for everyone either. So we will also have to eat the tainted wheat, but we shall make a mark on our foreheads so that when we look at each other's foreheads, we will know that we are both insane. As soon-to-be graduates of Albany Law School, let me assure you, like the king and the prime minister in that story, we are all insane here. <laughs> me, you, Dean Ouellette, your professors, your future <laughs> colleagues, we all have an invisible L word. No, not lesbians or lobbyists, <laughs> but lawyers inscribed on our foreheads. It affects the way we view the world. It twists our sense of humor. It allows us to see how the Constitution, how statutes, how cases in common law and regulations shape the lives every single day of every single American. Yes, we're insane, but at least we know it. Today, after three very, very hard years of work, and I heard Alicia go through it with you all, you're now one of us. You can speak the secret language that lawyers use. So what are you gonna do now with it? 
It would take astonishing chutzpah for me to tell you how to plot out the rest of your life. We all walk our own paths, and there's really only one thing about life that I know for sure, that's that nobody knows what life has in store for them. But while there is a lot that you cannot predict or control, there is plenty that you can. So I'd like to try to offer some advice today based on my own career and my own life with a modest hope that it helps you along your path. My first piece of advice is based on the most literal reading of the story I just told you. In this crazy world, find people who also have that special mark on their forehead and stick close to them. Even a king needs a prime minister and both of them need allies. This is something that is too often overlooked or forgotten in the legal profession. Too often we glamorize the lawyer as a kind of lone ranger standing heroically before the court. But that image is totally and completely false. I couldn't have won the Edie Windsor case without my colleagues. I couldn't have won the E. Jean Carroll trial last week without an amazing team of lawyers by my side. In fact, during that trial, I shared the opening arguments and the rebuttal arguments with my two partners, Sean Crowley and Mike Ferrara, not only because they are amazing lawyers, but because it took a team to win that case. And I wanted the judge and the jury to see that. I wouldn't have been able to start my own law firm, KHF or Kaplan, Hecker and Fink, without the sanity, wisdom, and friendship of my partners. In case it isn't already obvious to you, let me remind you that the greatest gift law school has given you is the other students sitting around you this morning. You will accomplish far more if you find other lawyers who share your values and work with them to make things happen. If you come to realize that you're working with people who don't share your values, or who help, can't help you grow as a lawyer, then be honest with yourself. They aren't the right colleagues. Find mentors who believe in you. Who you choose to surround yourself with speak vo speaks volumes about who you are and who you will become. The same rabbi whose story I told a minute ago also observed that sometimes a group of people happily dancing together take hold of someone who is standing miserable and depressed on the outside. They pull that person into the dance circle despite himself, forcing him to rejoice with them. In your career, when you feel stuck on the sidelines, friends and allies can help bring you back into the mix. Let yourself be the person who is pulled into the dance circle. And once you're there, especially if you've come from outside conventional circles of privilege, do the same for others. This brings me to my second piece of advice, and also from the same rabbi. If you believe that it is possible to break, believe that it is possible to repair. You have the distinction of graduating law school at one of the most unsettled moments in our nation's history. To borrow from the 1963 Ethel Merman and Spencer Tracy movie that my son loved to watch when he was a little kid, 
It is truly a mad, 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 mad world. The past several years have seen a terrifying increase in hate crimes and bigotry toward minorities of all kinds, not to mention direct threats to the survival of our democracy. Our elected officials struggle to address problems like soaring income inequality, access to affordable health care, especially in the wake of COVID, an epidemic of gun violence, and the imminent threat of climate change. Whatever your politics or party, and I really believe this, it doesn't matter, I think we can all agree that our society has become fragmented, dangerously polarized, and our politics have become profoundly divisive. The rule of law has taken a beating and has never looked more tenuous. But it is far too easy to simply give up and become cynical, to decide that nothing really matters and that there's nothing we can do to fix it. As lawyers, you have a duty to act. As Justice Kagan put it, citing Stanley's Spider-Man, in this world with great power, there must also come great responsibility. As lawyers, seek opportunities to make the world a better place. When you take on clients, whether it's a person, a company, a government actor, devote yourself to solving their problems ethically and effectively. The life of a lawyer is a life of responsibility. Don't be passive. You have agency now. Use it. So when you see a problem, don't just wait for a solution to magically present itself. Instead, ask yourself, if not me, who, if not now, when? Those are the questions that I ask myself after white supremacists attacked the city of Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017. And it's what led me and several brave colleagues to file a lawsuit under the Ku Klux Klan Act against the perpetrators of the organized violence, the organized violence there. And that's what led to a $26 million jury verdict in that case about a year and a half ago. This leads me to my third and final piece of advice. Like Dean Ouellette, like your professors, like your colleagues and friends, be brave. As lawyers, we are temperamentally cautious and risk adverse, trained to see the risks and dangers of any course of action and avoid them at all costs. Over these past three years, you have now seen how legal reasoning can unduly complicate what is plainly right there in front of you. Lawyers are taught to switch deftly between both sides of an argument, to see every angle and to define the right outcome by a reference to a limited set of considerations. This is why we're not always the most popular people in the world. This is why it's sometimes said that lawyers have no values, that we are just hired guns. But that doesn't have to be true, and in my experience, it usually isn't. But when your principles don't align with your professional, financial, or political incentives, it's far too easy to over-rationalize core values into a hazy, meaningless blur. A law degree gives you the privilege and the right to take risks and recover from mistakes that others cannot. Resist the impulse to play it safe. Think consciously about what you're doing and why you are doing it. If you just go with the flow and let other people define you and what happens to you, then one day you're gonna wake up 
and realize that the life that you're living isn't your own. Becoming a great lawyer requires that you be courageous, that you press boundaries wherever you are, and insist that things can always change for the better, especially now. If you have followed my first two pieces of advice, then you will know when the moment demands bravery, and you'll have the support that you need to act. Truth be told, it was scary to take on a marriage equality case to the Supreme Court and feel the fate of so many Americans resting on my shoulders. It was scary to sue the Nazis in Charlottesville. It was scary to start a new law firm. And it was even scarier to take on the case of E. Jean Carroll, scary the most for E. Jean Carroll herself. Your life will not be easy. There will be times when you want to throw up your hands, maybe too many times, in frustration or anger. Believe me, I've had my share of those feelings a lot of times. I know I sound like an old lady when I say this, but if you guys think that sexism is a big problem in the legal profession today, just imagine what it was like when I graduated law school in 1991. Not to mention the fact, as I've already alluded to, that I remained in the closet for both of my clerkships due to the, my own fear and my own uh, homophobia. When you wake up tomorrow and the next day, and the day after that, persist. As members of the bar, you will be entrusted with the responsibility to protect the constitutions of this great state of New York and the Constitution of the United States of America. The people who stand the most to lose from the battles raging around us today do not have the privilege of being here in this ceremony today. They need your help now more than ever. Rabbi Nachman, the rabbi I've been quoting, taught his followers that all the world is a very narrow bridge, and the main thing to remember is not to fear at all. Those words are as true today as they were in the time of Rabbi Nachman, where he lived through pogroms and plagues. So like Edie Windsor or like E. Jean Carroll, be brave. Be yourself and be true to yourself. Even if you lose a case or two or three along the way, like I did, keep on walking across that narrow bridge with as little fear as possible. You are about to enter one of the noblest, really I mean this, the noblest of professions. Take on clients and causes because you know in your mind and in your heart that it's the right thing to do. As far as I can tell, that is what this crazy condition of being both a human being and a lawyer is all about. And I guess I really am an old lady when I say this now, we are all counting on you to do so. Thank you. Thank you, Robbie. On behalf of our students and everyone here, thank you for your words and thank you for being here today.
I now have the pleasure of conferring an honorary degree on today's commencement speaker. So Robbie, if you could come forward one more time. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep talking just a little bit. Um, as the oldest independent law school in the nation, Albany Law School has had the distinction and good fortune to convey honorary degrees on some of the nation's leading jurists, attorneys, statespeople, and policy, public policy leaders, including Secretaries of State John Foster Dulles and Henry Kissinger, members of the United States Congress, the Honorable Judith Kay, and even Alexander Hamilton. You will now join their ranks. Roberta Kaplan has made a career as a champion for the rights of others. She's fought in the highest court in the land for equity and fairness. She's a successful lawyer, author, mentor, and teacher. But more than that, she's a fighter. She's not afraid to take on the most powerful people and institutions in the country to ensure that justice is done. Her willingness to ch challenge the status quo and use the power of the law to make a positive change has had a profound impact on millions of people. Robbie's commitment to justice is not limited to the courtroom. She's also a tireless advocate for civil rights and social justice. Robbie, you are a true inspiration to our students. You're a brilliant lawyer, a fierce advocate, a dedicated public servant, and a perfect example of what can be accomplished when you do not compromise your values, but instead make them the core and focus of your legal career. You're a force for good in the world, and for this reason, we are proud to honor you with this degree. By the virtue of the authority vested by the Regents of the United S the University of the State of New York and the trustees of Albany Law School, and by them and me, I confer upon you, Roberta Kaplan, the degree of Doctor of Laws honoris causa with all the rights and privileges appurtenant thereto. And now for the part you've all been waiting for, the conferring of degrees. I'd like to invite Chair Trace to the center podium, Dean Queenan to the side podium, as well as our faculty hooders. Please come up and take your places. Our hooders this year are Professor Ava Ayers, Professor Dan Shara Cords, and Professor Ted DiBarbieri. A quick note of congratulation to all our hooders. Last night, the Albany Law Board of Trustees approved promotions for all three. Good morning. It is now my distinct honor to present the candidates for the Master of Laws degree. Would the LLM candidates please stand? Chair Trace, for conferring of the LLM degrees, I present these candidates. Thank you, Dean Queenan. Under the authority vested by the Regents of the University of the State of New York in the trustees of Albany Law School, 
and by them and me. I declare that the Master of Laws degree about to be awarded are rightfully and duly conferred upon successful completion of all degree requirements, and they convey to the worthy individuals on whom they are conferred all the rights, privileges, and obligations immemorially due the academic community. Please come forward. Joannis Marie Aparicio Massanet. Jordan Benz El Halim in absentia. Donald L. Baresh in absentia. Mohammed Dalil in absentia. Emil N. Kambala. Lee C. Kinlan. Lee's diploma is being presented by his father, Terrence Kinlan, class of 1973. Congratulations. Adolf Mogbaya Mopotu. Edward A. O'Brien III, in absentia. J. Anthony Ogden. Manuel Perez Muniz. Julia Sedgwick and absentia. Vanita Whitby Jordan. And George and Zazali. Please join me in a round of applause for the 2023 LLM graduates. It is now my distinct honor to present the candidates for the Master of Science degree. Would the MS candidates please stand? Chair Trace, for conferring of the MS degrees, I present these candidates. Thank you, Dean Queenan. Under the authority vested by the Regents of the University of the State of New York in the Trustees of Albany Law School, and by them and me, I declare that the Master of Science degree about to be awarded are rightfully and duly conferred upon successful completion of all degree requirements, and they convey to the worthy individuals on whom they are conferred all the rights, privileges, and obligations immemorially due the academic community. Mavornin 
W. Ballard, in absentia. Stephanie M. Batt, in absentia. Andrew M. Blanchard, in absentia. Jerry Brokeman. Barry Cook. Carrie L. Daniels, in absentia. John W. E. Hall, in absentia. Hafsa K. Iqbal. DeRay Kauser, in absentia. Christopher C. Lang. Gabrielle Constance Mitchell, in absentia. Wayne R. Primo, Jr. Sean Raby, in absentia. Heman Sadat Shada Nasiri Nita Sadat, in absentia. Sarah A. Shantz. Sarah's diploma is being presented by her husband, Jeff Shantz, Albany Law School Vice President for Institutional Advancement and Chief of Staff. Madri Sripada Singh. Dana L. Wagner. And David Williams in absentia. Please join me in a round of applause for the MS graduates. Congratulations. It is now my distinct honor to present the candidates for the Juris Doctor degree. Would the JD candidates please stand? Chair Trace. <laughs> Chair Trace, for conferring of the JD degree, I present these candidates. Thank you, Dean Queenan. Under the authority vested by the Regents of the University of the State of New York in the trustees of Albany Law School, and by them and me, I declare that the Juris Doctor degrees about to be rewarded are rightly and duly conferred upon successful completion of all degree requirements, and they convey to the worthy individuals on whom they are conferred all the rights and privileges and obligations immemorially due the academic community. Row A, please move forward. All remaining rows may be seated until your row is called. Estefania Acosta. <laughs> Emily Ann Alquist.
Jenny Ahn. Gina on and baby. <laughs> Nicholas Alfano. <laughs> Matthew Algino. Nathaniel Adam Altman. <laughs> Lee Amen, in absentia. Philip Amour. <laughs> Chirag Aurora. Medea Asatiani and daughter. James Ashley. Mohammed M. Owais. Taylor Ann Bacon. Samantha L. Bardwell. Joel Patrick Callahan Barron in absentia. Miguel Bautista. Evan R. Bernstein. Julia Barry Lopez. Aristide G. Bishop. Emmeline Salazar Blake. Alice M. Broussard. Elise I. Butler. Lynn Butler. <laughs> oh. 
Lindsay Catherine Carr. Rebecca E. Carson and Child. Cassandra L. Carudo. Aziz Z. Chalisa. Skylar L. Cherney. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin J. Chopra. Salvatore C. Costanza. Cronin. Kara Chapsky Orlock. Shivani Demera. Mia C. Dardanelli. Matt DeLoss. Nicholas Dion. Dina J. DiBenedetto. <laughs> Nicholas D'Amatos. Brandon Dixon. William O. Donovan and Child. Oh, my God. Andrew Duty. Dwight D. Egan. <laughs> Rachel Epstein.
Nicholas Early. Stephanie Federuso. Willie J. Ferreras. Dagmar Erica Fiacco. Noah N. Field. Ryan Forbes. Brittany M. Frame. Michael Fuller. Alexandra Louise Gallus. Elizabeth L. Getz. Manuel Geraldo. <laughs> Carrie Glover and family. Niha Goel and family. <laughs> Benjamin W. Goldberg in absentia. Yaquara Green and family. Sayer Grimm. Lillian Sharice Han. Brandon Harley in absentia. Alexandra Bial Harrington. Lana S. Harvey. Elizabeth A. Helmer.
Richard Henry. Alexis L. Herringshaw. Marissa Rose Hatchberg. Robert R. Hojackney. Audrey A. Hollick. Magdalena Rose Holmes. Lisa Michelle P. Hauk. Ryan Christopher James. Anthony Janori. Ming Hong Ji. Olimita, Job, and family. Grace Ann Johnson. Seaborn William Jones. Asta Kataki Alvarez. Murphy Kenefek. Lily G. Keelar. Olivia H. Kim. Abigail Mary King. Leslie A. Kirkpatrick in absentia. Liana Cabista. Evan R. Levesque.
Renee M. Liberace. Keenan J. Loader. Sean P. Laverde. Connor M. Lynch. Connor's diploma is being presented by his father, the Honorable Michael Lynch, class of 1979, and his mother, Margaret Lynch, class of 1982. Allison M. Magnarelli. Michael P. Mayo. Daniel Mancini. Logan M. Martin. Julia Massimi. Matthew J. McAuliffe. Michelle A. Vieira McCabe. Thomas McCarthy. John R. McCartan in absentia. Brian B. McCauley. Daniel R. McCormick. Daniel's diploma is being presented by his father, Thomas R. McCormick, class of 2002. Megan Rose McKay. Catherine Aurelia Miller. Lucas J. Muller. <laughs> Matthew Mosdell. Nikita Nair. Bevan B. Nedumthuggity. Jacob M. New in absentia. Jack Nicholas. And 
partner. <laughs> Rebecca L. Novick. Jared J. Novotny. <laughs> Emily Kate O'Halloran. Anna Victoria O'Neill. Joshua Polt. Elizabeth Peterson. Tane J. Pegg. Keith M. Pelcher. Jessica M. Phillips. Jessica's diploma is being presented by Professor Debbie Kearns, class of 2000. Madeline K. Ping. Michael Pitcher. <laughs> Kyle C. Pittman. <laughs> Paige M. Pomerantz. Gabrielle A. Popolarski. <laughs> Shane Protovansky. <laughs> Olivia Reinhardt. Emma Renzi. <laughs> Zoe N. Rositniak. <laughs> Jacob E. Richards in absentia. Daniel W. Richer. Brittany Renee Rios. Brittany's diploma is being presented by Professor Mary Lynch.
Chloe I. Ross. Helena T. Said. Lauren A. Salado Rosny. Danielle A. Salazar. Gareth L. Santosuaso and family. Nathaniel Savasta. Jared L. Scally. Madison Alessandro Scopatolo Camus. Charles E. Serino, <laughs> diploma presented by Professor Debbie Kearns, class of 2000. Kelsey A. Schaefer. Omid Michael Shamim. Jacob Scheingold. Jacob's diploma is being presented by his father, Professor Nelson Scheingold. Luke T. Sheridan. Caitlin L. Schutz. Noah F. Smith. <laughs> Ashley Liberta Snyder. <laughs> Craig D. Specht. Sean Ray Spurbeck. Cole H. Stevens. Claire J. Stratton. Swindon. 
Trevor J. Teleski. Tina Thermidan. Jason Thomas. Marcus J. Thompson. Joshua A. Trot. Daniel C. Twardowski in absentia. Alexandra F. Vecchio. Raymond P. Weiss, Jr. Morgan A. Welling. Jacob Wheeler. Patricia Tatiana Whelan. Ty Olivia White. Matthew R. Winchell. John E. Winters in absentia. Oh no, sorry John. John is here, I'm sorry. <laughs> Taylor L. Yates. Taylor Lee Jensen. Jacqueline R. Yoselovich. Patrick R. Youngs in absentia. Karen L. Zentelman. And daughter. Jing Yu Sophie Zhang in absentia. Zhang Yu. And Xin Zhao. Please join me in a very big round of applause for the 2023 JD graduates. Congratulations.
It is now my pleasure to introduce Michelle McCabe, president of the class of 2023. Michelle, may I welcome you to the podium. Thank you, Chair Trace. Good morning, everyone. Family, friends, faculty and staff, trustees, and esteemed guests, thank you for joining us today. We gather together today in this beautiful space to celebrate the class of 2023 and all of our achievements, especially the feat of completing a grueling and unpredictable three years of professional education. It is my absolute honor to be here speaking to all of you in, on one of the most monumental days of our lives. Three years ago, the world shut down and no one knew what to expect. The world as we knew it was drastically changing and we had to figure out how we could possibly handle going through law school in a pandemic. But somehow we made it here to Albany Law School we stood six feet apart at orientation as we learned what to expect in our first year. And we learned that if you order fish chowder in Massachusetts, you should reasonably expect to find fish bones. <laughs> we sat six feet apart in our classes where we didn't even know what the person next to us looked like because their, half their face was concealed by a mask. And our professors lectured from behind protective barriers and face shields. Despite being in the same room, the sense of community, togetherness, humanity was missing. In spite of all of this, we made it through our first year together. Our second year, the sense of community returned. And we could feel that sense of togetherness and the little bit of humanity creeping back into our lives as the state of the world improved. We still wore those masks, but we no longer had to be so far apart from the person next to us. With all the improvements that came with the world and the state of the health of the world came the revival of our in-person law school events. Events like scaristers, moot court competitions, barristers, and the return of the oral arguments from the third department, which I don't know about you guys, but that was pretty cool to get to watch. We were able to spend so much more time together for the first time in what seemed like forever. Then one day came the announcement from our president and dean that we would no longer have to wear masks on campus. We returned for our final year of this journey and we could finally see each other's faces. We looked and felt more like ourselves. We weren't masks, masked faces in a classroom or boxes on a screen where our names showed up at the bottom. While the pandemic appeared to be the end of the world, we persevered together despite being in such a strange hybrid state. While there was so much strangeness and uncertainty, we have all been able to persevere. Those feelings of strangeness and uncertainty will soon come back as we move into this next stage of our lives, when we finally enter the real world after many, many years of school. We won't know what to expect when we sit at our desks on our very first days at our new jobs, 
We won't know if one of the senior attorneys in the office will ask us to do research, respond to a motion, and all of those feelings of uncertainty and strangeness and the feelings that we felt during our first cold call at law school will come back. But that feeling won't, be, won't last long and soon will be the senior attorneys. And those feelings of uncertainty will be few and far between thanks to the foundation we have received from Albany Law School, the faculty and staff, our family and friends, and of course, each other. We wouldn't be here without this community coming together and fighting through these past three years of uncertainty and unpredictability. Without each other, without being here together, we wouldn't have been able to walk across this stage. I know, me personally, I would not have been able to walk across this stage without the support of my friends and my loving family. And of course, we always have to thank our pets for the emotional support that they provide. Um, so I'd like to start off by first thanking my sisters. I thank each of you for providing me with support in your own individual ways. Marcella, for always teaching me that your past does not define your future. Brittany. Sorry. <laughs> Brittany for showing me how to stand strong in the face of adversity. <laughs> and Brianna to remind me to smile when it feels like everything is crashing around you. <laughs> to my partner in crime, Christopher, <laughs> thank you for reminding me to be confident in my abilities and for believing in me when it was hard for me to believe in myself. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> and finally, I'd like to thank my parents, my biggest cheerleaders, Sandra and Edwin. Almost 30 years ago, they left their, they left their country, El Salvador, in hopes of providing my sisters and I with opportunities that they did not have. They learned a new language, opened their own business, and worked countless hours to provide for our family. No matter how tired they were, they never let us forget that without hard work, we would not be able to achieve all of our goals. They sacrificed so much so that I could be here today and I could never imagine how difficult it must have been to leave everything behind to start a new life. I'm proud to be your daughter. I love you. And finally, I have to thank Albany Law School for all of the amazing people that I met in my time here. Amazing faculty, amazing students, amazing friends. You all have impacted me in such profound ways and I'm grateful to be here with you all today. So class of 2023, live in this moment. It is finally here after all our courses and a very long pandemic. Soak this all in, because after this comes the preparation for the last leg of our journey. Thank you, Albany Law School. Thank you to our professors and deans. And thank you to all of you, class of 2023. We have finally made it.
So now I'd like to discuss a little bit more about the pandemic because unfortunately it's always going to be a part of our lives. Um, one of the many things COVID had taken away from us was the ability to fundraise for our class gift. While other classes before us were able to fundraise throughout their three years, we unfortunately were not. While we thought we would not be able to present the school with a class gift this year due to the pandemic, our class did not allow the pandemic to squash our opportunity to give back to Albany Law School. Through the generosity of the Albany Law School community, our ability to give a gift was made possible. The class of 2023 has gifted the school with Adirondack chairs, which will be placed in the courtyard for future generations. Finally, each year the graduating class votes on a faculty or staff member that had a profound impact on the class as a whole. When the world was turned upside down due to the, due to the pandemic, things shifted to a virtual dimension that everything, everyone was unfamiliar with. This meant virtual classes, virtual meetings, and the virtual submission of assignments. While that shift seemed overwhelming, there was one member of the Albany Law School community that the class of 2023 felt made that shift more manageable and provided us with a smooth transition into law school. For so many years before this shift, this individual has worked behind the scenes, making the impossible possible. With an open door policy, they welcome students with open arms to help with any and all needs that they may have had. Whether they were a legal assistant to a professor or not, they would greet every person in the building with a smile. No matter how busy they were, you could always count on them to answer any question and to fix our attendance records. None of us would have the attendance we'd need to graduate had they not been there to fix it for us. But in all seriousness, Without this individual, their kindness, and their desire to see us succeed, we would not have been able to make it to where we are today. They served as a nexus between the faculty and the students, and in our times of uncertainty and difficulty, their smile lit up the darkness. So many of their acts go unnoticed, and they do not get the recognition that they, or the thanks that they deserve. This individual's title may be legal assistant, but they are so much more. They are the friend of the class of 2023. It is my distinct pleasure to present the friend of the class award to legal assistant, Sherry Meyer. Your speech was beautiful. Thank you, Michelle. Now, please welcome the president of the National Alumni Association, Mark Chicchio, class of 2002. Thank you, Chair Trace. Good morning, class of 2023. You are our newest class to be welcomed into the Albany Law School National Alumni Association. Congratulations on receiving your degrees from this great institution. As the president of the Law School National Alumni Association, I have the honor of telling you more about this tremendous alumni community. As I sat on stage and watched all of you receive your degrees, I reflected on my time at Albany Law School as a student. 
I thought back to the workload, the commitment that was needed to prepare for each class and each test. I thought about how I was able to make an impact as a student participating in the law school's clubs and organizations. Now for you, you all had to do this through a very unique time in our world, which had so many variations between flipping from in-person to virtual classes and events. But you did it. You navigated a very bumpy journey, and for that alone, I congratulate you. Now this day's a special day for me as well. 21 years ago, I was up on this stage and I got to give the Friend of the Class Award to Professor Pat Connors, who's still one of my favorite people. But why it's special for me is the Wednesday before my law school graduation, my dad had a heart attack and he had to miss my law school graduation. Today, my dad's sitting over there and after two decades, he's finally got to see me on stage. Here you go, Pop. It would be easy for me to stand up here and thank you for leaving your mark on this great institution and for all that you've done while you've been in school. But it's more important that I thank you for what you will do as alumni or alumnus. The Alumni Association is a powerful network of nearly 11,000 strong, and today it becomes even stronger as you join us. As you go out into the world and begin your careers, being government leaders, influential attorneys, executives, business leaders, please continue to pay your network forward. Be great stewards and ambassadors of the law school. When Joanne Casey or Dean Fitzpatrick or one of our other outstanding faculty members, a fellow classmate, an alumni colleague, or even the dean calls you, please be sure and raise your hand and say yes and help out with the school. I encourage you to stay engaged with the law school, stay connected, share your news with Albany Law School, come back to campus often to help provide for future students through mentorships and job opportunities, all of which I know you will do. Your relationship with Albany Law grows even stronger after today. Just remember that as a professional, there is nothing more important than your reputation. The law school's strength and reputation are not based solely on academic statistics, but also the accomplishments of our alumni, a long list of which I am sure you will add to in years to come. Next, I would like to pause for a moment for a special recognition. Today, it is with great honor and privilege that I get to honor one of your departed classmates. Staff Sergeant Joseph Gentile. As many of you know, Staff Sergeant Gentile enrolled in Albany Law School in 2020, a feat in its own right, as acceptance to law school is hard enough. Staff Sergeant Gentile made a life out of helping people, and after his time in the Army serving his country courageously during several tours overseas, where he earned the Combat Action Badge and the Bronze Star, he decided to enroll in Albany Law School to continue to find ways to serve humanity. Your class has never let the connection of Staff Sergeant Gentile go. You have honored him through remembrance ceremonies, as well as dedicating the Veterans Pro Bono Project to him for the last three years. 
You may also remember him through a unique connection, as many of you went to class and worked side by side with his wife, Jillian Gentile, as she enrolled at Albany Law School in his honor and memory. Jillian will cross this stage next year as a member of the class of 2024, which to me is simply amazing. Today, I would like to add to Staff Sergeant Gentile's honor and memory and welcome him as an official member of our alumni community bestowing the honor of an alumni status posthumously to him. Please join me in welcoming Staff Sergeant Joseph Gentile as a member of the alumni family. Finally, it is time I welcome all of you to our network. On behalf of the National Alumni Association Board of Directors, I want to wish you the best of luck on your studies this summer and in taking the bar exam. I look forward to about hearing about all your future successes and the high bar passage rate that we're going to have this year. Welcome to Albany Law School National Alumni Association and congratulations. Congratulations, graduates and your families, your loved ones. Thank you all for being here for this much-deserved ceremony. A uh, little housekeeping, I'm going to ask the families to remain in your seats until the recess recessional is completed and the students, or the graduates, you're not students anymore. How about that? The graduates have exited the amphitheater. Um, we ask that you leave one row at a time and then meet your graduates outside on the lawn. Please join us up at the pavilion uh, for some sparkling cider or champagne to celebrate. What an amazing day. What an amazing class. What an amazing law school. Really. We are so proud of you. And it's been a real privilege for me to share the day with each one of you. With that, I hereby close this, the 172nd commencement of Albany Law School. Congratulations, all. <laughs>